0: Welcome 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 to another episode of bold statements not so bold predictions where we've got receipts. I'm your host Keith Cork along with the guy whose takes have stakes my co host Trey Hill and man, we're excited to have invite our friend and fellow hoop baller on the show Devin Ellington welcome man welcome to the pod we're glad you could be here. Uh, how are you doing man how's how's everything going.
1: You know, spent the day house hunting, so a little craziness on the Ellington house front, but it keeps it fresh, keeps it exciting. I, you know, this is too long overdue, and I appreciate y'all having me on. I'm excited to talk some hoops. This is my first, like, hoops dive, so thank you for uh, breaking the seal for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. And I got to get my butt over onto uh, Today in Sports betting, which is Devin's pod. Uh, I know we've been kicking that back and forth, but um, got to get on there and talk some hoops with you guys t- as well. You know that I, I like to throw some prop bets out there, so... Hopefully, that's going to be you know, coming down the line, coming on the pipeline. Uh, but BSPP, if you guys aren't aware, it's a show where NBA experts put their credibility on the line. Everyone on the show appears other, who appears on the show starts with 100 creds. So, Devin, here you go, man. Here's 100 creds for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then take those creds and we place wages on NBA outcomes, game outcomes, player props, futures, and much, much more. And don't forget that you have one BS call. We can always call BS on anybody else in the show when we disagree with something. So uh, if there's something that you just really don't like, tell me to stop. I'll play that air horn sound for you. You'll get it in there, but uh, no worries. Uh, And on the spot, we'll we'll generate a gentleman's bet about whatever the person was talking about. So uh, Trey, Devin, and I, we're all still fully credible at this this moment in time because guess what? Nothing's happened. (laughs) The season hasn't started. But, man, we are getting close. It is starting on October 19th, which is less than two weeks away. Yeah, less than two weeks, about a week and a half away now. Uh, And, man, I'm so excited for things to get started. I was actually uh, poking around a little bit on my bookie, guys, and I did see a bet I want to just kind of poke your – get your thoughts about before we get started here. Kyrie Irving, this is on my bookie, Kyrie Irving. They have on there – what's he going to do first? Is he going to admit that the earth is round? at minus 220 odds, or get vaccinated at plus 155 odds. And uh, I just kind of wanted to talk about this for a minute because it is probably the most ridiculous thing I've seen on my bookie so far. And I've only been doing it about a year, a little over a year, but uh, what, what do you guys, first of all, where do you guys fall on that? Uh, Trey, where do you fall on that line there between earth is round, getting vaccinated? Which one do you think will, will happen first?
2: I think he's going to get vaccinated first because who's asking him about the earth right now? When is the Earth going to come up? Like, why, why, why is the Earth going to happen? I don't, I don't see that happening. I think he'll get vaccinated, even if it's a year from now. I just don't see the Earth thing being a topic.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about it, Devin?
1: So league protocols alone, and then just scrutiny and heat based off of his peers, team members, other organizations within the league, health officials. It makes more sense that he falls in line as well as the other. And I hate saying that. That sounds so militarized. But, you know, get get the vaccination. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know that Kyrie believes that the Earth is flat. Like mm-hmm. that that's. And I'm no scientist, but the Earth is kind of old. So, like, this is the new topic, you know, getting vaccinated. Kyrie will uh, – I say he gets vaccinated by the end of the year. And plus yeah. money.
0: You know, yeah, plus exactly, it. it's plus odds there. So I don't know. I might actually take some action on that. Uh, that's kind of it's really crazy to me that it's minus 220 uh, odds for the for the admitting the earth is round. Like like you know like Trey said, there, no one's asking him about it, and there's no there's no incentive for him to even get into that. It's just that's it was just ridiculous. I had to I had to bring it up. But anyways, let's start our show here. We're gonna start with a segment called Betters Remorse. We're gonna recap our bets uh, and all of our outcomes here. Obviously, like I said, nothing has been resolved yet. But we are getting close, but I do want to go ahead and just recap a couple of BS bets that my my buddy Trey and I had from the last show. Trey, you and I had, uh, had a couple of uh, disagreements. Nets in Portland, who scores more points? Keith had nets on that one. Trey, you went with Portland on that one. More points per game uh, during the season. Devin, you have any thoughts about that? Which side do you fall on there?
1: You know, I was curious. Uh, obviously, the acquisition of another guard in Portland is going to be you know, exciting to see how they handle, you know, Anfrey Simons can pop off for 18 or 22 real quick ones. I, I believe he's still with Portland. Uh, fact check. Yeah, uh, he is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just forget some of those mid-level guys sometimes. There's that's so it. much. I've got college basketball prep going on right now, yeah. too. You know, 200 teams. Uh, Nets, Portland. Oh, my goodness. Well, here's the thing. I going to turn a defensive corner. So, Portland, yeah. I think they're and, not uh, loose. And yeah. I think the Nets are going to be up in games, whereas
2: I think Portland's going to have to be fighting for every point for all four quarters. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. That was that I, was
2: that was my big thing on that one. Well, you I also like the Portland side.
0: Yeah. yeah. You also okay. That's fine. That's fine. You, you can go on trade side. No worries. No, it's okay. Uh, no. Yeah. You you uh, did mention that Portland was also in the top five for offense uh or offensive rating or maybe it was just scoring points per game last season and um so they could they could easily get there. But my whole thing was I saw the Nets' offensive rating when all three of those guys. Harden, Kyrie, and Durant were on the floor. And uh, and now, you know, I'm assuming that Kyrie gets, uh, you know, like, like you said, Devin, in line here uh, and gets his vaccine so that he can show up on the court with those guys. I, really, I just think it means so much to him. I think that at some point he will get vaccinated. Um, I know that actually today there was some news dropped that he's allowed to practice. They actually got the, um, I think it was like an office building or something. It, it was classified in a way that they can get around the law because so that Kyrie- it's a
2: practice facility okay. yeah. and it's not open to the public. Okay. It's – it doesn't – it's not uh, part of the rules, basically. This is –
0: so – This is why we got you here, Trey, so you can fill in these uh, these blank spaces for me. No, but it's good. So he can actually practice now in Brooklyn, so that's good. Um, but he still can't play. Um, but I do think that, you know, um, just like Wiggins, you know, once you see those those paychecks starting to go out the door – um, you know, something will click, or, or uh, who knows? Maybe he retires. He's been talking about it. If he gets traded, he'll retire. But, uh, anyways, that's Portland. So that's that's a one bet we had from last one. We also had Warriors Rockets. Who plays with more pace? I fell on the Warriors side. Trey fell on the Rockets side. Uh, the Warriors were top in pace two seasons ago, I believe it was, or three. Se- no, three seasons ago when they had Clay Thompson. So my whole thing was Clay Thompson's coming back. Splash Brothers are back, baby. I think they're going to play with a lot of pace. Draymond's still there, so. Um, but Rockets is a good call, man. Why don't you walk me through that uh, thought process there, Trey? What you, where's your thought process with the Rockets?
2: I think they're young and they've got they're they're small on the front in the front court and they're young and to win games they're going to have to get out and run. Jalen Green is just an athletic freak who's going to be able to punish guys in transition and it's just I think that's going to be the style of play that Silas brings.
0: Yeah. And uh, I was watching a little bit of Jalen green highlights and it's got me a little nervous about our uh, points per game over under bet there. I'm on the under for 20 points per game and and Trey's on the over, but I am on the rookie of the year uh, train for, for Mr. Jalen green. I'm very heavily on that train. So uh, we'll see how it all works out. Devin, what do you, what do you feel about that, man? Warriors or Rockets? Who has uh, a higher pace in this season?
1: Well, I hate to side with Trey on both. <laughs> oh but man! The, I mean, just because they are so no, you're young. You're not on the
0: show anymore. No, I'm
1: sorry. No. <laughs> Won't be the first one that i have been kicked <laughs> and removed from. But uh, no, the the young youth, you know, that just they're gonna play so much up and down. They're they're gonna allow a ton of points. I think it's just. The Warriors getting Clay back is going to be a great thing for the efficiency of their offense and Splash Brothers returning and reuniting. But I think ultimately what Steve Kerr is going to want to do is he may take it a little bit more careful with Clay, especially if he wants one more good run at a championship.
0: That's a fair point. Well, you did have a chance to look at some of the other bets that we had on our, um, on our show also. Uh, were there any that you liked enough that you want to jump on with us while we got you here?
1: Maybe just like a more general broad stroke here. Um, I really think the Southwest Division's interesting. I noticed y'all had a play on the Spurs in there. This is a weird Spurs team. Um, it's in a weird, you know, position as a franchise. I wanted to kind of maybe back the Spurs here with how much newness overall is going on in that division. Uh, I don't remember which one of you fell on which way on the over or under in these, you know, Spurs bets. I was un- under. He's This is your
0: chance to take your chance. Yeah.
1: Finally Look, get some
0: love over here. Go ahead. <laughs> I,
1: I feel that, you know, Jason Kidd is, I'm, and this is me coming from you as a Mavericks fan. Um, I grew up a Mavericks fan in Oklahoma City before the Thunderwear thing. Elementary, I was rooting for Don Nelson coached Mavericks team. So, That division, there's so much turnover in it. I think it's going to be for the taking. Memphis, I would say, obviously going to probably be looking at first in that division if they can get their runs right, their health right, get some good coaching and some good development going, figure out how to coach in their rotations. Um, But the Spurs, I mean, they win. They just, they, they win. I know last year they didn't make the playoffs for the first time in 20 years, but look, Popovich's DNA is going to be in this franchise for a very long time. You got some really good talent still. You got some heavy offensive rebounders. You get some savvy guys playing decent, you know, with some veteran presence and play some good defense. Uh, You know, look, Keldon Johnson's a scorer, and they Lonnie Walker took like 20 shots the other night. You know, they they got some guys that can potentially really just pop off.
0: Yeah, no, you, you're you're not wrong there, and that's kind of my thinking is, um, you know, obviously there's just a pedigree when it comes to the Spurs. You know, they always just overperform or do better than what people think they will do in the preseason. Um, so there's always that, and then also I think people are selling um, Dejounte Murray and um, Jakob. Per- oh gosh, I always mess up the name Jakob Purtle. Yes, you always correct me because I'm always wrong with it. But anyways, I, I think people are selling those guys short. I think those are some solid players, and like you said, uh, I love Derek White. I'm very high on Derek White this season for fantasy. Um, so, you know, like you said, there's some skill there. Um, Popovich is still there. Who knows how much longer he's there. We were discussing that a little bit in the previous show. Um, you know, when's Becky Hammond going to take over? Cause I think we think it's kind of imminent. Um, but you know, pop Pop's still there for now. So, um, but yeah, I'm you, happy you to did. be
2: on this Island though. You guys can have the over. I, uh-huh. I will take the under and
0: I I'm happy with my stance. When that happens, my friend, we will have receipts. So there, there it is. Um, but anyways, no, let's uh, let's head on over here to. We had a uh, another call here that we were on opposite sides of, obviously Trey, because uh, that's just what we do. I had Jaron Jackson Jr. having more most improved uh, player votes, and you had Mr. Michael Porter Jr. Both juniors, which is kind of interesting. But uh, we actually put a poll up on our uh, on our Twitter page, which is at bsbp underscore nba and uh had some people respond we had 87 votes so thank you to everybody who did respond but i'm looking at the results now it was close it was a razor's margin here it was
2: i, it, I started out with a strong lead and did. then it, and then it just dwindled away but i i think i think i had the lead last i looked
0: i think people i think people felt bad for me and they started jumping on J the jjj train with me but no it ended up 50.6% for Michael Porter Jr. and 49.4% for Jaron Jackson Jr., which I'll take, you know, that's fine. I think it's a pretty, pretty even split there. Um, I do think I have the better odds here. I was actually trying to look that up, but uh, hey, hey, Devin, where do you fall on that uh, on that question there? Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Michael Porter Jr., they, might, they don't have to win. Which one's going to get more most improved player votes?
1: You know, if he's healthy, Jaron Jackson, I mean, he's just got so much ceiling and so much of it as a big man. He's got an addict there, too. He, he's, I, I've i liked him out of college. I, I don't know why. He's just got a certain skill set. Um, maybe it's that Tom Izzo coaching blood in him, uh, the fundamentals of that Michigan State program. But ultimately, I feel Michael Porter, he can get lost in the sauce in Denver real easily because there's a lot of talent around him. Look, like, I mean – I'm not sure when Murray's is exactly going to be back or if he's, he's going to be out this entire season or whatever, but serious knee injury from him, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I think in what I was talking about with the Southwest division, Memphis wins it. And if they win it by like 10 to 15 games and do it in a dominating fashion, that's going to be because they were able to get really good health and return on uh, last year's season with Jaron Jackson jr. And he's going to, have to stand out he's going to have to finally prove and show you know the different dimensions of his game the stuff that he worked on the you know work he put on and getting healthy and i think you know if memphis has a really special season that's going to stick out a lot more narratively speaking what we're used to coming out of denver and their you know western conference final collapses and the bubble success and this and that and the game sevens
0: yeah
2: it's on the odds Porter's Good. plus plus a thousand, and yeah. Jaron Jackson is plus twenty five hundred. So significantly better odds for Triple J. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm,
0: it, I'm seeing I'm yeah. seeing plus sixteen hundred here for Jaron Jackson Jr. But either way, it is better out, uh, odds here for JJJ to win that award. Um, like I said, I don't I could see both guys not winning the award. I mean, you never know with these things. So I don't think I even put a real bet on. Obviously, I've got to bet with you, just who gets the most votes. But I really don't want to bet on. Who's going to win this thing? Because um, they've got, like, some, you know, Jordan Poole. I mean, we discussed some of these guys before. Darius Garland. There's a previous episode. Go back and listen to it, guys. I know.
2: You just wanted to pick yeah. a fight. I get it. So I, wanted I, was, I, was, I was talking about Michael Porter Jr. I don't like your and, face. No, I'm just
0: no, your and face you were funny. like, screw this guy. I
2: like Jaron
0: Jackson better. No, no. no I think uh, I think Devin did hit on it very well. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. just uh, kind of uh, – Add a little bit to that is that he's a, he's ready to step into a bigger role with Jonas Valanciunas out of, also, uh, which I think was a big reason that I wanted to jump on that train. Um, so but anyways. Uh, but yeah, those odds that we did get, guys, those are from my bookie. And speaking of my bookie, we have an excellent plumber for all of you listeners. My bookie is simply this best best sports book around. It has a fully fledged casino pro platform, plus any sports bet that you can think of, you can make. Live dealers too, guys, if you sign up and enter the promo code HOOPBALL, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, you get your first deposit matched halfway up to your first $1,000. So if you put a $1,000 in, you get an extra 500 and uh, get to put some fun uh, bets down there. But, guys, we actually have some NBA action already. We actually have some preseason action. I've been watching some of these games. I don't know how much you guys have been watching. Preseason is always like it's grain of salt. It, I mean, Summer League is really grain of salt. This is more like grain of salt. Uh, of pepper time right like you can take some things away from preseason a lot of things you can just throw away so uh kind of hard to sort through that thing but i wanted to ask you guys you know we're going to do kind of a buy sell from preseason here so i wanted to ask you guys to give me maybe three or four people that you're high on uh you're buying and three or four people that you're you know selling you're you're low on because of what you've seen in preseason so far so trey how about you start us off man who do you got let's talk about buys first who do you got that uh you see their stock going up because of what we've seen in preseason
2: Well, I'm glad you're letting me start with buys because I don't watch enough preseason and I I try to go in with such a positive outlook. I don't really have any negative things to say about guys yet. But the first guy that really stood out for me was Poole with the Warriors. He, with Clay being out and when he's going to come back, he's not going to be 100%. He's been out for so long, he's going to have to knock the rest off. If Poole can continue to shoot like it looks like he can and getting to train with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson on a regular basis probably helps your three-point shot. Curry's gravity is just so much. I think Wiseman's going to be better and seeing Poole go off in the preseason in the preseason game I watched it was just I'm really excited to watch him. He was the first guy where I was just like oh I, I can't wait to see him play more.
0: Yeah, I did tune in a little bit to the Warriors. And uh, one thing I will say just from you know the eye test is that it looks like he put on some muscle. That guy, like he was just scrawny as heck last season. And um, he looks a little bit more built this season. Interesting thing, interesting little tidbit here I got from uh, Mr. Mike Gallagher on Twitter. That's at Mike S. Gallagher uh, on Twitter if you guys want to follow him. But um, Jordan Poole's preseason sp- splits with and without Steph. With him six in 16 minutes, 18 points, two boards, two dimes, four trays. Um, and that's 41, five and five per 36 without Steph Curry in 29 minutes. So this is without Steph Curry on the floor, 29 points, four boards, six dimes, two steals, one block, four trays. That's 36 points. Uh, I think this is five boards and seven dimes per 36 without uh, Steph Curry on the floor. So, uh, if, uh, I think, I think we were talking about him a little bit for six man of the year awards. Um, so anyways, uh, who, who's your next guy? Who else are you buying? Uh,
2: Anthony Edwards, Minnesota Timberwolves, he oh, yeah. he grew he grew a couple inches and he says all the right things. He's a great interview, but the defensive tenacity he played with and just how much Minnesota in general seems to be focusing on the defensive side. And he's, he's embracing that role. I think he's just going to make a leap into us. I think he might make the leap to superstar this year. I think he's going to be that talented, that good. And I... Again, I've got Minnesota in the playoffs. So it's just, it's been really exciting to see him be as talented as he's been given how high we were on them.
0: Yeah. And I think um, I was listening a little bit to that show. I didn't even think I mentioned Anthony Edwards. I mentioned Towns, I mentioned D'Angelo Russell, uh, and I mentioned Malik Beasley. I don't think I even mentioned like one word about Anthony Edwards, which is ridiculous because. Yeah, that guy could be a superstar. So, And, and I love the defensive um, effort that he's putting in so far in these preseason games. But uh, who's your next guy?
2: Jared Butler from the Jazz. Uh, he was a late-round pick. I actually – I liked him more than his teammate in college, Davion Mitchell, which I might still be on that train. He's He's been exactly what I think the Jazz are going to need in that fourth-guard spot. And I, I think he's just going to be a really – great fit and i i'm excited to watch him succeed because i again i was high on him before so it's one of those when you watch preseason you like it when things kind of go how you thought they were going to go
0: yeah absolutely any more you got or um by anybody else i, I
2: had one more i wanted to mention trey murphy the third okay. um he's just got such a pure shooting stroke zion takes they like there's so much attention elsewhere there. I think he could just be a fun guy to watch
0: and he's got a great name. <laughs> his name uh his name is nice to uh, to my friends right here also. So, uh, excellent man. Uh, Devin, who do you who are you buying from this preseason game so far?
1: So, just overall in the off season, you know, Anthony Edwards, he, he was yeah. the one I was going to roll with first. Uh oh, I really love... I know,
0: he let me steal all the good ones. I know, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I, sh- I should have let our Gus go first. i I'm sorry.
1: No, so no, weird. not at all. You guys are the <laughs> experts. Uh, no, I really love Anthony Edwards. Like, he is... And I was going to say, specifically for my league, you know, we got a specific... You just, It's 11 category. It's a keeper, two primaries, a secondary. You know, I could do a pick swap right now, probably, and get Anthony Edwards for a 12th. And so... You know, in that sense, in the value sense and what he could be worth in fantasy gold, I like him a lot more. And then, you know, I didn't honestly know about the two inch growth he had. And with that probably came a bit more muscle. He was already very purely athletic and just the wingspan. The court to court, you know, speed. It's the, I would say honestly, it's the closest thing that we have to LeBron currently. I watched him a lot in Georgia. I watched his Maui Invitational game, I believe it was, you know, two, three years ago, or his run he made. I mean, the kid was dynamite, stealing the ball, going down and hammering it or pulling up for a fadeaway three. Nasty crossover has broad shoulders. I love Anthony Edwards. Um, and then can I just buy all the bulls?
0: <laughs> you uh, have, and on this show, you absolutely can. There's no okay. you get two Bulls fans. Here, so. <laughs> I don't know that you can because I think we've already bought all of the Bulls. Stock yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's nothing. There's not a lot to go around, but you can have what's left. You no, know, go ahead. I, what, what do you like about them? <laughs> I
1: just, you know, this was a the collection of players that they put together, and with the young talent that they do have, it's honestly some of the more exciting rosterable talent that's been put together and kilmed. In Chicago for quite some time, in my opinion, maybe some of the Taj Gibson, Derek Rose teams that threw in some extra elements, uh, you know, I really, really like the addition of DeMar DeRozan. I think we're going to just continue to get to see this really great underrated player and his ability to get to the cup. You know, that's something that a player can do for a long time, especially with health like him. Uh, we saw some old guys like Shane Battier be very efficient at getting to the cup late in his career, Jamal Crawford, um, you know, so it's, it's a really neat thing to appreciate as a basketball fan. But even more so, I just love that, you know, last year, I talked with Brad Harden, our uh, Atlanta uh, Hawks coverage on Hootball Hawks, and we talked and we said, you know, fourth, fifth seed for Atlanta, you know, it was a team trending up that we liked in that wow. kind of jello good Eastern call. conference. <laughs> yeah, and this year I'm feeling the bulls got that vibe. You know, I see them as a three to five seed, depending on how the soft East kind of plays out, you know uh, they play well, they play right. They get some good health and maybe acquire another veteran at the deadline. Chicago's looking, looking pretty. And, um, and then I'll just be real brief. I love a rookie. I love Scotty Barnes because I loved him coming out of college. But in yes. Toronto with some of that vacated uh, usage opportunity, maybe not even just volume, but like uh, he's going to probably have a lot of usage. He's had a lot of high volume in the preseason so far. Very just dynamite, explosive, quick player with some really awesome lateral movement coming out of college. Spark plug, super just energetic. Uh, what have you thought and- about
2: his passing?
1: I think his vision is better than his ability. I think he he's a fast player, so he sees it before he gets the ball where he needs to get it to make a really efficient pass. And that's coachable. you know You want to see the guy you know kind of see the court. and I think he the way he gets in space, the way he cuts, the way he moves and leverages his body into his setup moves, his off-dribble stuff, I, I think he's just a very smart basketball player.
2: That's that's what I thought I'd seen too. Is he, I like how he can he can attack the defense, get them off balance, and then he whatever they choose to do to try and and help the help out on him, he can capitalize on it. And he's just once he gets used to that NBA speed, I think he's gonna be a star.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he Sorry, is gonna. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I love him a lot. Like I said, in a dynasty league especially, but in real life basketball, as far as talent goes, I think him and OG Ananobi are gonna uh, mesh really, really well.
0: Yeah, that was my guy. That's guy on my list here is OG Ananobi. I like what I've seen out of him on the Raptors. Um, just the usage, man. Like with you know the Raptors in the two preseason games that they've had so far, he's had 24.6% usage and 22.7% usage. Uh last year's usage was 19.3. So if he gets that solid four or five percent usage bump, uh I mean those those numbers are gonna be there. No Pascal Siakam obviously helps a lot and we'll have to see how he fits in, you know, once Pascal gets back. But um they have a lot of a lot of young talent on that team. I it, it, the Raptors are interesting. I'm not sure exactly what to make of them yet. I think Trey and I, if I if I'm not, if I'm correct, we're both on the overs for their win totals. So
2: I um, believe we, we like both the t-
0: had the over and we both yeah.
2: had them uh the I had them in the 10 spot just yeah. in the play-in.
0: And yeah. I remember Nick Nurse, he's one of those long-shot uh, coach of the year guys yeah. that I actually – plus 4,000 I think was the was the um, odds. So, um, you know, if you have a free play out there or something that you want to throw at something, that might be something to think about. Uh, I do have a couple other guys on here. I, I was just deleting my guys as I go because you guys did cover a few of my fellas. But uh, I got to mention this one just because uh, Trey is on here with me. Out of Porter Jr. <laughs> he's had some great games so far. He's scored And you got get that prop bet. Yeah, 15 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 triples in 19 minutes in the last game. And then uh, the game before that, 19 points. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he's just I'm liking the quotes I'm seeing about him feeling healthy. So, uh, yeah, Trey and I have got a little bet here about uh, over-under on 35 games uh, for out of Porter Jr. to play in. So, I'm, I'm liking my odds there now.
2: I, I'm um, rooting to lose that one.
1: Like,
0: he's a good dude. <laughs> he uh, is. I, uh, yeah. He
2: was, like, it was disappointing in Chicago that he didn't get to play more. I hope he gets to play. I just – I wouldn't bet on it, and that, yeah. that was kind of the BS call. Is yeah. He, well, my brother, my brother is also
1: in Washington down. now. He's with the Wizards. Yeah, he's, he's with, with the Wizards. Okay, that's what I. Or I'm no, thinking. no,
0: he's with the Warriors. He's Warriors. With the Warriors. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. started Warriors. with the Wizards, and I, yeah, I used yeah. to co- I was covering the Wizards when uh, when he was on that team. So um, I'm pretty intimate, intimately, intimately, uh, uh, you know, familiar with that fella, and I do hope the best for him also. So, um, but anyways, uh, Nik- Nikhil Alexander Walker is another guy I have on here that's it pointing up. Uh, just finished so strong last season, and he's continuing that strong, strong play in the preseason. 19 points, five assists, two steals in the last game. Uh, 22 points in a pair of steals in the, in the first preseason game. Again, this is a situation where no Zion Williamson helps him out. Um, but people are reaching for him right now in fantasy in the middle rounds. I don't think it's a bad call. I think he's a, he's a really high upside play in, in that format. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does there. Um, and then I'll... I'll throw uh, I'll throw two more out there. Uh, Nashawn Highland, Bones Highland, uh, yeah. could take that starting shot. Yeah, he, could, he took could take that starting spot from Facu uh, Facundo Capazo or Monty Morris. Uh, I think there's a hole there that's left because Jamal Murray he is going to miss the entire season uh, most likely. I mean he might be back towards the end if they're making a push or something, but um, most likely going to be out for the season. So uh, I think Bones could could find his way into the starting lineup at some point if he you know plays well. Uh, and then I'll I'll go ahead and add Mister. Uh, a guy I like to hate. So let me let me go ahead and add this guy. Uh, I've got a few others on here, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna highlight Mr. Tyler Hero. Uh, he's just getting his shot so well. Uh, I don't know. Is Bubble Hero back? What do you guys think, Ty, Trey? Is, is Bubble Hero back or no?
2: Can I can it be in between? I don't think that Bubble <laughs> Hero is back, but I I think last year was a slump for him. It's he's got Lowry in there who is a great playmaker, and I I just I think he's. He's learning how to play in the NBA a little bit better. I think not quite Bubble Hero though. So no, no, Bubble Bubble Hero is not
0: back. Ah man, I I want Bubble Hero back. No, he he looks great though, and um, I'm starting to. I think I was lower than the consensus on the Heat, um, and now I'm starting to kind of regret that because if Hero plays the way he's been playing in these preseason games all season long. Oh yeah, I could see because everyone's saying oh they're a three seed. I think I have them maybe. I think I have them even lower than the Bulls. I think they're like seventh or something.
1: I think they have a bad year. I don't think so. I was looking over their roster and their box. I know it's preseason, but like they did not get better with Mm -hmm. the Lowry move. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just don't really like it. I I I have them kind of bottom of the East, like maybe seven seed. I think it's going to be really dependent on Jimmy Butler and like you said heroes play but uh they I mean they lost a really good depth piece in Prince Chua. and I wanted to maybe go back a little bit and just kind of talk about him as another guy that I liked he's like we talked about Siakam being out you know he's going to have some exposed usage opportunities uh real good young talent um good rebounder good defender uh but yeah I, I just don't know if I believe in the Whole Duncan Robinson Tyler Hero Jimmy Butler thing in Miami. I mean, they lost Goran Dragic. So you, uh, say what that's, you want, but that's the I love the thing. Dragon.
2: Like, yeah. like La- Lowry is better on defense, but people do underestimate what what Goron brought to that team. And Lowry, I th- I think he's about a about even on offense. Yeah. But to me, I think-, I think it's a team that's built for the postseason. I think they're yeah. gonna end up being like the sixth seed. And then they're going, like, I think I have Boston as the three seed. Mm -hmm. I think Miami would give Boston every, you know, it'd be a game seven in round one. And I think Miami's going, whatever team they face, they'll be right in it. But to me, I just don't believe in them as a successful regular season team.
1: I'd want to watch more film, but I want to see how well Hero was with Dragic on the floor. Because I feel like Dragic was really good about setting him up.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, that's that's my that was my big thing was that I think Dragic is just a bigger loss and people are really giving it credit for, um, and I'm not as high. I think Lowry's firmly on the downside of the trajectory of his career. Um, I think that you know, Toronto really realized that, so they'd rather have Van Vliet, which makes a total total lot of sense to me. So, um, so yeah, I I don't necessarily like their offseason moves as much as as the next guy either. Uh, PG Tucker, it's a good get for a team that's that's competing for a championship, but do I, do I really think that they're going to beat the Bucks or the or the Nets. Um, I don't. <laughs> I've got them in fifth on my uh, my standings here actually. So I do have them a little higher than I said before. But yeah, I'm not super high on them. But anyways, let's uh, speaking of people we're not super high on. Let's go ahead and go to ourselves from the preseason. And I know Trey, you said you didn't really uh, want to talk bad about anybody. That's just your nature, my good my my nice friend there. Oh no,
2: I, w- I will once regular <laughs> season comes. Okay. I just. I've only watched I've only watched 3 preseason games. Oh. None of the teams have overlapped. So like I just I everybody gets to have a bad day at work. I just I'd feel bad. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you guys talk about who was bad and if I watch those games I'm just going to pile on. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, hey Devin, you want to start for me then I'll give the guest the first start. How about that?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um
0: sells I'm from the preseason. To
1: think. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of like a team that I'm down on, too, mm-hmm. uh, because there's just a like the couple Hornets, of guys. The Hornets
2: got punched in the mouth.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say maybe
2: uh, LaMelo doesn't
1: have as good of a second year, uh, yeah. so maybe I, I, I'm low on him. I don't really want to own him in fantasy this year, and I could be a fool and eat Crow, but LaMelo, I would say,
0: mm-hmm. Uh yeah yeah I'm I, down I on
2: Devin Booker if if we're just if you want me to hate on somebody I haven't seen it in preseason but I think Devin Booker is a little bit is a little bit overrated coming into this year and I think I think Zach on the Bulls is better
0: so yeah. there's there's my take for you I can't disagree with that I know we we've talked a little bit about um, Zach and, and Bradley Beal and I, I still think Beal has a slight edge there. Um, I think those are two guys that you can compare, and I definitely put Devin Booker below those guys. I love Devin Booker, don't get me wrong. Um, But, man, I I don't know. If if people actually watch these games, and I I don't know how many Bulls games other fans of other teams watch, but um, this dude, like, I've watched a lot of basketball in my life, right? I've watched tons and tons of basketball. This dude is just so far above the mean as far as Zach Levine goes. And I I was a hater when he first came over. I did not like getting rid of Jimmy Butler for him. Uh, I understood the situation. I didn't mind it because of the, you know, the fact that uh, it was basically just trying to kickstart a rebuild at that point. Um, and it made sense, you know, um, but uh, I did not like him. And now that I've seen him play uh, however many games, hundreds of games, uh, he's just, he's gotten better every single year. Um, I think putting all this talent around him, I am so excited to see what he can do. And we saw in the first preseason game. There's a preseason game out right now. actually My, my uh, I'm going to watch it after this is over, but um but yeah, you know, just seeing him get those passes from from uh, Lonzo and from Caruso and, and all them, and just finishing dunks and, and you know being that kind of player because he's not a not a ball handler. He's not really gonna.
2: It's just like two Bulls fans to say, "Who do you guys not like?" and to have the conversation turn to, <laughs> "Man, we yeah. love Zach Well,
0: hey, no, let, so, me, let me go ahead, March. Let me let me let me mention somebody I don't like, and uh, and he is an ex-Bull, Mr. Laurie Market, and I, I think he's yeah. uh, got a, a arrow pointing down this preseason. Uh, watching that first game against the bulls he ended up getting stopped by four guards at one point uh, or another just uh couldn't beat them off the dribble couldn't not strong enough um i just uh, i know he still got that upside and i i like the guy as a person he's a very nice guy um I just don't see, you know, I don't see the improvement that that was necessary to get him to that ceiling that we all thought that was maybe an all-star. Um, and he's not starting right now, which is probably the right call because they're going to, you know, uh, go ahead and, and start developing Evan I, Mobley. What do you, what you guys do think? I do
2: have a counterpoint, though. Go ahead. He, he has been – he has done the pick and pop with Garland multiple times, and he's been open, and Garland has been able to find him. So while Markin's not necessarily improving, I think – having a player that fits his role on the offense is going to lead to more successful things
1: in Cleveland than if he wasn't there. Okay.
0: Anyone else you're selling on there, uh, Mr. Devon?
1: I will say I just, you know, again, for fantasy purposes, I really don't like a lot of the Lakers stuff, the Lakers shakeup, Russell Westbrook, ball dominant guard, obviously LeBron ball, dominant guard, obviously, uh, I actually, I'll just kind of tie this all together and then I'll let you pivot to the next part of your show. So I got this standing offer right now and I'll just kind of do it here live for you guys. I've got James Harden. I'm tanking this year in my league. Like I said, Mm. AD was offered to me for a couple of pick swaps. It's Harden for AD. I give my sixth round, my six, five up and my seven, four. I acquire AD a four, six and a six, one in the pick swaps. Mm. I just traded Vooch uh, for Christian Wood, and I got some good pick swaps on that also. Mm -hmm. I'm really not in contention because I tanked out a lot of draft picks and trades last year for the playoff push and championship run. But I'm, you know, I wasn't high going on AD into this season, but I'm looking at this trade, and I I don't know.
0: Well. ad has that potential to be the number one guy i mean it's just a matter of how many games is he gonna play right exactly so, yeah and he never really can tell with that guy uh, it seems like any kind of minor ailment he has he's gonna sit so i i personally i don't want to say i stay away from him because if i'm picking that 11 12 spot uh, i don't mind going to him if you're you're picking around the turn um, but at the same time, yeah, if you're, if you're tanking, uh, I wouldn't do it. I just don't I mean, think it's worth it. <laughs> I could
1: contend, but it's going to be like a stressful, stressful year. And on it, in the fourth round pick in that trade is technically a second round pick because we do our primary keepers as the first and second round. I don't have a third round, uh, draft pick current, uh, currently, or actually I just picked one up in that Christian Wood trade. So it would give me my third and my fourth round First second picks again that I traded away last year. But James Harden, I think I could get more in the middle of the season if oh. it is a tank.
0: Oh, especially if uh Kyrie ends up not playing. Um,
1: exactly. Yeah. That's been so. my counter for a lot of this to folks. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I've heard a lot of Dark Horse Harden for
2: MVP stuff. Yeah. Mm. They think that he because he's the you know, he's the offensive ringleader and if especially if Kyrie doesn't play, he's just gonna put up such raw numbers.
0: Mm. Uh, any of the guys you're selling on there, Mr. Trey?
2: Uh, Colin Sexton. I think Garland is separating himself a little bit from those two, and I think it, it's pretty clear that I think his best role in Cleveland. I know he's st- like he's probably going to start next to him, but I think ideally you'd like to see him come off the bench and just be a heater, and you know be happy to finish games, you know also, but not necessarily be a starter. And so I'm a little down on Sexton.
1: He'd be a great six man, like that, like you said, that heater.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll add a couple guys here. Um, boya <laughs> he's, This guy was traded. Why are you twice. picking on him, man? Man, I, I know this is a little bit cheating because he hasn't appeared in any preseason games, but uh, no, he's traded twice in the last what month, and and then he just got cut by the by the Rockets. Uh, I think he'll latch on with the team. though. I think he's got some some talent and some uh, you know some upside there. But uh, and then the, the other guy I'm gonna add here is Jalen Suggs. Uh, you know, obviously he's just had a a rough first couple of of games. He shot 27.3% in game one, 14.3% in game two. So just missing a lot of shots, which, um, it's not uncommon. I'm not going to give up on him, but, uh, it looks like he's probably going to have a rocky start to his career here in the NBA. Um, you know, but, you know, like I said, you, you can always turn it around. I actually we were doing our 20 questions in our last show. I picked him to uh, lead all rookies in points, so uh, I still think he's, you know, long term going to be fine. But uh, he's just had a rocky start here. So, um, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's our buys and sells from the preseason, and it's been a fun preseason. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and head to a segment where we review the where we review the most recent GM survey results. But before we do, I have a quick announcement. Attention ballers, basketball is back. Ben Simmons has 76 problems this season, but you can have none with our friends over at Manscaped. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to f- keep their front and backcourt polished all year long. Trim with their new Lawnmower 4.0, which is included in the Performance Package 4.0, and watch the hair fade away. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code hoopball20 at manscaped.com. And I'm not gonna read this last line because it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, no, it's uh so guys, go get that Manscaped stuff. Got some excellent prop, uh excellent products over there um but yeah this gm survey just came out and um i always look at it every year and it's, it's really interesting to me obviously they probably completed this um i would guess probably months ago and they and and who knows how seriously half these guys take it you know it might, it might go to like one of their underlings and they're just like hey fill this out for me or whatever but some interesting stuff here what you know the most interesting stuff uh, interesting stuff is which team uh will win the 2022 NBA finals they have the Brooklyn Nets 72% of GM supposedly think the Brooklyn Nets are going to win the NBA finals. What do you think about that, Trey?
2: I'm right there with them. I got the Nets. <laughs> I've got the Nets first. I'd probably have Milwaukee second. I think those are the two best teams in the league. And then but having the Lakers second is that's that's not a bad bet either because again, I if the two best teams are in the East You have to pick one of those if you are the clear-cut favorite in the West and you can kind of guarantee that you're going to have a spot in the finals or, you know, almost think that is that way at least. I get picking them if you have to pick a team.
0: What do you think, Devin?
1: Yeah, I mean, 72% of NBA GMs, I mean, that's that's a hard number to kind of go on the opposite side of. They're obviously just very deep uh, health, and then the games that Kyrie's allowed to play – Hey, you know, Steve uh, Steve Nash's second year, uh, I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, he's got a great coaching staff around him, so it's hard to go against the Nets. It's obviously dependent on KD's health and those games that uh, Kyrie's going to play.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, so, yeah, there's a good point, though. Does, does Kyrie potentially missing, um, you know, I guess 41 games because you have every home game, right? Was, does that change anything for you guys? I mean, do you think that that makes the Lakers – uh, which were second in the survey with 17% more of a favorite. Uh, if he does end up missing
1: all that time, I think they've played really well without Kyrie in the recent last two years. If memory serves me right, like mm. if we just recall briefly, like they almost
2: beat the Bucks with Kyrie out and Harden on one leg.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Harden,
2: if you get a full yeah. if you get a full Harden and a full Durant, it's they could definitely win it without Kyrie. And if it gets to the playoff time. And like Kyrie's looking at those guys. If he hasn't gotten it by then, does he cave at that point? Or even do the mandates go away after if we have, you know, six months of this and the hospitalizations go down? There are beds open. So it's it's not as as firm. You know, it's not as needed to have the mandate. It, you know, there there are so many variables. It doesn't change it a lot for me.
1: Not to stay on the nets too, too long or distract you guys from the show schedule. I'm mm. watching their game right now against the bucks. And mm. why didn't anyone tell me that Patty Mills is on their team now? <laughs> no one told me this, you know, yeah. so they went and got a nice savvy veteran in him. They got James Johnson. I'm seeing now. I forgot that went under my nose. And then Javon Carter, a decent little guard depth piece. Also. I mean, it looks yeah. like they're rounding the roster out pretty well.
0: Yeah, they did add some nice pieces, man. They really did. Um, we did yeah. our, um, our Eastern Conference win totals. I can't remember where I land on there over under, but uh, but yeah, looking at just what they added, um, even if they have Kyrie sitting out, I think I agree with you guys. It's really not going to change, move the needle all that much for me. If they have Kyrie there, I think they're the clear favorites, honestly. Um, but without Kyrie, I think I think they still compete. So uh, the next thing is the, the who's going to win the 21-22 MVP? And they've got Kevin Durant, 37% of GM said Kevin Durant's going to win. And then Luca, 33%. And then uh, all the way down to Giannis at 13% is third. What do you guys think about that, Trey? Uh, you got Kevin Durant as your MVP this season? I've got Luka. I think I think the Mavericks are going to run away with their division. I think
2: Luka is going to be at the, the center of that. Uh, this Jason Kidd coming out and saying they don't want to shoot threes kind of has me almost maybe wanting to back off a little bit. But... I just between Durant and Harden, I think they'll split the votes unless one or the other misses significant time. And Luca's just, I think he's a superstar who the league would like to crown.
0: Yeah, I um I can't disagree there. Um, I do like Luca uh, as an MVP candidate. Speaking of the dark horse, so they do have James Harden on here. 7% of GMs um, out of 30, how many would that be? One person maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but 7% of GMs said James Harden. I guess it's probably two because there's a 3% here. So probably two GMs said uh, he would win MVP. Uh, I do kind of like that call for the dark horse candidate. I'll have to look at his odds after this. Devin, how do you feel about the MVP candidates here?
1: Look, I'm just going to go off on a limb and say, you know, without having the odds in front of us, Kevin Durant's always prone to injuries. Luke is gonna have to do some craziness that we haven't seen yet in terms of production and numbers, and then get the Mavs probably into the two seed. Giannis, you've okay, you've won it a couple times now, right? Uh, Joel Embiid, come on, Philadelphia. <laughs> James Harden and Steph Curry, I bet those guys are probably probably like twenty five to one if I had to guess. You know, uh, that's some good dark horse action on some MVP stuff, especially if Curry out West and, you know, the renaissance of the splash brothers and, you know, Steve Kerr, maybe getting up there and coach of the year. If, if the Warriors finish third and they outperform or second, it's going to be hard, but if they outperform Luca and the Mavs, you know, Steve, Steph Curry is going to be the coal in that steam engine so I think the potential of production and insane numbers that we could get from James Harden and Steph Curry with their style of play. I think that that's just immense value
0: right there. Yeah. I was um, just looking up the, the odds where you're talking there. James Harden is only at plus 1400 though. So obviously Vegas is, off. yeah, Vegas is on top of uh, a yeah, dark something. horse here. <laughs>
1: it's still uh, not a bad dart throw. I mean, that's 14
0: no, one. That's, that's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. But um, yeah, I, I um, think, I think he is a pretty good guess there. Uh, Okay, so which player is most likely to have a breakout season in 21-22? And I'm going to like this one because this is my most improved player candidate. Jerry Jackson Jr., 17% of GMs said he's going to have his breakout season. And then Anthony Edwards, who we both, you know, all three of us are high on him. Uh, 13% of them thought he would win uh, or have the most breakout season, and then third is is uh, Trey's guy, Michael Porter Jr. 10%. So, uh, what do you think, Trey? You think uh, the GM's got it right here? I mean, obviously we're on the opposite sides of the bet, but how do we feel about this? Uh, it's kind of a kind of a nebulous term here. Who's going to have a breakout season? What does that mean exactly? Good. I um, to me, it's a guy who comes
2: out and puts up significant numbers in a in a clear defined role on offense like not just a role player jaron jackson jr is a great candidate for that especially with Valentinus leaving he he was such a big focal point in the post offense that it didn't leave any room for him to work down there adams doesn't necessarily give him a lot of room either but i'd like to see triple j work some center and try and use his size and quickness really down there to his advantage but the list is sold Darius Garland being at four with Keldon Johnson, John Morant, and Kevin Porter Jr. Like all of those guys have looked excellent in the preseason. It's mm-hmm. it's just, uh, I, I think the training camps really helped. A lot of, if you notice, all oh, of yeah. these guys came into the league since COVID has been a thing. So they, they didn't get the training camps. They don't get to practice during the year. And this was really the first you know, off season that they got to have to really develop. And I think you're seeing the fruits of that labor.
0: Yeah, this season's preseason games have been a lot more entertaining and high octane than last season's uh, preseason games. But uh, anyways, Devin, how do you feel about these uh, breakout candidates?
1: You know, I'll just pick a guy down from the others receiving votes because there's a couple interesting names down there because, like you said, we're all really high on the Anthony Edwards. Um, and within this, I would say that, the impact that these guys have on wins and affecting the you know overall trajectory and chemistry of their team and the way they're in the standings and results i think that's an important measure and that's what i'm looking at here i'm not expecting results from the thunder but the amount of usage percentage that we see from uh, sga like that's going to be crazy so if he you know he had a lot of injury issues last year uh especially towards the end of the year and they shut him down with like what i was gonna say how
2: many how much was it injury issues and how much was it shay we're (laughs) winning too many games with you
0: (laughs) you've got to quit playing basketball Stop being good at basketball man got here (laughs) yeah
1: so i think they're gonna let him go a little bit more this year um it's funny seeing cat down there but anthony edwards up top um SGA sticks out the most there. I really want to see Karis Levert's name perhaps just because, you know, I love the guy. I love what he does when he's on the court and he's had some crappy injuries. Um, Devin Vassell's interesting because we talked about the Spurs and kind of being high on them. want to see what he does is, you know, a young, young guy there developing. And, uh, you know, DeAndre Hunter is a great, great defender. Like that's Like like you said, it's nebulous. Like, what are you looking for when you're expecting a breakout season? Like if I see some good percentages that aren't absolutely dog trash (laughs) uh, shooting wise from DeAndre Hunter and he's given me more of the defensive effort and statistics than he has been over his last couple of seasons and he makes that turn. That's a breakout to me. So, <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yeah. How do you defer? How do you define breakout? That's that's what I'd really like to ask these guys. Um, yeah, you talk about Devin Vassell. Actually, one guy that 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 made me think about that's not on this list. Uh, over in Memphis, Desmond Payne, Actually, yes, I love a, him. Uh, yeah, yes. he's had a really good preseason, and uh, I've really been eyeing that guy since he entered the league. So, um, hoping for big things from him as well. But uh, anyways, which team made the best overall moves this off season? This is kind of an interesting one. And we were just talking about it before, but they have the Miami Heat at 47% of GMs thought that the Miami Heat had the best moves. It feels like it's kind of that's the default answer because it's like, oh, they got Kyle Lowry. Uh, I know we talked about this before, but Devin, go ahead. You you had some thoughts about this.
1: That's the Pat Riley effect. I mean, I love the guy. He's (laughs) historical. He's like the mafioso of the NBA, but that's that's a little crazy. Um, Out of the list right here in front of me, best loose term I say the most potent and most heavily weighted I would say the Lakers I mean Mm -hmm. I I don't know if they're going to win a championship this year it would be they're up there to maybe maybe do it especially in the west that seems to get a little it's starting to get it's it's starting to get a little eastern components into it a little bit but the west isn't being dominated like it used to be um I think that overall the clarity that was given within the rotations and the overall just structure of Memphis and their team, I think that they had a pretty good off season. You know, they got rid of some stuff they didn't need. They made some messages clear. Uh, depends if you think a new coach coming in. You know, Eddie, uh, or I'm sorry. Willie green uh, for new Orleans. I love that guy. I grew up loving that guy as a scorer in the NBA in elementary and elementary middle school. So it was cool to see him get a shot. And I think he's going to do well, but then you also look at Jason Kidd going to Dallas. Like that's huge. Like that, that's, I think that's a great move. And then the front office moves that have happened and, you know, teams that capitalized well with draft capital and the thunder, you know, if you think pressy did a good job, but you know, it, out of those le- names right there, the Lakers, I would say, because I think that it keeps them more afloat in the West.
0: Yeah, and they are second on the list here, so um, you know, not a bad guess there. Seventeen um, percent of GMs thought that the Lakers had the best offseason. Trey, where do you fall on this list here?
2: I sound like a homer, but I really like what the Lakers <laughs> did. <laughs> the- is um, young. for you guys, yeah, Caruso is young. Um, <laughs> right, but they everyone points to how old Demar Derozan is. Yeah. But Lonzo's young, Caruso's young. Um, I like those. My dark horse here, the Rockets. I know it's not really like they're on the list, but J- Jalen Green. No, I was kidding. Oh, <laughs> we're, Jalen yeah. Green
0: sides up their win total, so I can't do. I can't oh, I guys.
2: don't. I don't necessarily think that this is the best overall moves for, oh, for ahead, success on. this year. But adding Jalen Green, mm-hmm. adding uh, Alperin's Shingun. And uh Usman Garuba, but Shingoon is the guy who has really, really shown out for me. Jalen Green is a scorer. Dude's gonna be a star. We we we've established that. Kevin Porter Jr. is embracing the point guard role, but it's not his natural position. Shingoon is a creator from the from the elbow and even from the three-point line with his passing vision. He he's like Jokic, and he's like Carl Anthony Towns, and he's like even Sabonis in Indiana. He has that, that elite vision and passing gene that I think in three years we might look back and see Garuba as a, as a poor man's Draymond, Shingun starting and being you know uh, Sabonis in Indiana, and Jalen Green might be a superstar, and we look back at this draft and think, wow, the Rockets were able to completely change their franchise in one day.
0: I know, I know you're high on those Rockets, guys. I'm just, like, so allergic to rookies. I'm, I'm like my guy, yeah. Dan Vespris over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, just kind of, like, wait and see. I just, I'm just i not sure. No, but Sengun does look good. Um, I can't deny it. He looks like he's going to be a real steal where he went in the draft. Um, and Jalen Green's going to be potentially a star in the future. So, yeah, they've got a lot to look forward to. Um, so the last thing on this list I want to talk about with the uh, GM survey is um, they actually polled the GMs about who was best at each position and i just want to talk about this more on a uh, more you know a larger more more bigger view level it's positionless basketball and and you can tell like um for instance for uh what is it point guard they had uh lebron james on there but he's also on small forward he's also on the, on the list for small forwards because these guys um there's not really any uh, you know, solid. it's not It's not like the old NBA where centers rebound and put up shots underneath the basket and point guards pass the ball and, and initiate the offense and, and all that. Um, it, you know, everyone plays every position and, and they they basically, you know, have different roles. So uh, I was listening to Sirius XM radio, uh, NBA radio. Rick Berry was on and, you know, he's kind of an old fart, but he was kind of talking about this. And not only was he saying that, um, but he was also saying, like, you know, you can't really compare people from different generations because – Again, you know, a center doesn't do the same thing now. There aren't centers anymore now, really. And if there are, um, they're kind of more like role players, you know, instead of dominant players. You've got like um, Joel Embiid. But other than that, you know, who's really – and, well, Jokic is a, a dominant center, but he dominates in a very different way. Um, so, anyways, just to kind of not take up too much time. But uh, what do you guys think about this? Do you guys think that um, they should actually be voting on, you know, best posi- – I think that the best answer for this is to vote on who the best – of each role is like say, for instance, um, you know, the best rebound or, or the best um, uh, defender one through five, something like that is more effective than saying the best point guard, shooting guard, small forward. What do you, what do you think, Trey?
2: Um, Jalen Rose said once, uh, I think it was on his podcast or somewhere. I'm not sure, but I I know it was him that said it. Positions are so novices can follow the game. Um, Mm -hmm. Anything that's based around positions is just, It's just for fun, for shits and giggles, you know, just shooting the shit like we are here. But when it like you said, when it comes down to really examining the game, you've got you know, you've got your guards, you've got your wings and you've got your bigs for me is kind of how I break it down. And then from there, you've got scores, you've got passes. There's so many little little nuances to everyone's game that it's so difficult to break that stuff down because Even, like you said, let's do best rebounder. Is it the guy who rebounds the most, like, Mm -hmm. individually? Or is it the guy who, when he's on the floor, his team gets the most percentage of their rebounds? Right. So, because, you know, maybe, like, Steven Adams was so great at boxing out, and he let Westbrook Mm -hmm. get a lot of them, but, like, I think Adams is an underrated rebounder for that reason. Like, he knew his role, and he performed his role, and his team got rebounds because he put his team in a position to get those rebounds. So, to me... You can get as nuanced as you want. Positions are for the average fan who doesn't pay attention to a lot and they're just kind of trying to casually follow
0: along. Yeah, I agree. Devin, what are your thoughts on this, man?
1: You know, I I like a little old school uh, originalist approach. I I love the bones and bowels of basketball. I love 70s to 90s, you know, hardball Uh, early 2000s, you know, was very, very exciting also. But look, games change, sports change, strategies change, lingo changes, play calling changes, coaching styles change, philosophies within the front office change, leagues change. I mean, it as the way it right. Goes. The like,
2: the rules change.
1: Like yeah, mm. we Remember are closer to the year 2050 than we are 1990. Oh. No. Just put that into perspective, no, you know. don't don't say that. I'm so kidding. like <laughs> we're we're only 20 years away from like Halo style. Uh, basketball or some shit (laughs) who knows? (laughs) matrix ball but uh like you you know you just i think you've got to but the one thing that does remain constant you know not to get philosophical is people and the fandoms that you probably have had for your lifetime i remember being four or five years old watching some hoops so i love basketball I'm always going to love basketball. It's going to be completely different and it could be a shit, shit show, but it could be down. It could be a lockout season. Like we, we love basketball. So I, I think positionless basketball is a part of it. Now Um, it's a lot of coaches viewpoints. Y- you know what the big guys generally are supposed to do. You know what the little guys generally are supposed to do. And you know that there's guys that are magic Johnsons who play up and down in the positional ranks. So it doesn't, I think if you want a clear cut award we can definitely itemize it as best rebounder and consider like these top 5 stats like box out rate or teammate rebound opportunity based off of box out rate like right. there's ways to look at it
0: yeah and and this is um this is this is my old man rant here and I've done, I've gone out a few times already but well you know we're talking about this top 75 players Uh, Because the NBA is on 75 years now, and there's just no objective way to do this. Um, So I'm trying to find an objective way to kind of rank these guys. It's just been kicking around. We actually had a guy. (laughs) What what you told me. What did you tell me?
2: You just (laughs) have to. You got to just try and think of it as if the player. If the
0: guy was,
2: (laughs) if the guy was like born in today, like today's time, and got to like be raised playing today's game, how would they compare to me? Like if Bill Russell, if Bill Russell was born in twenty and two thousand and two, and was coming into the league, like his pat, like if you he'd go be back Andre
1: and go, Drummond. Yeah, oh maybe. God, no!
2: His, his passing was unreal. He would be, he would True. be like, he would be like Jokic mixed with, I don't know, David Robinson back. Like he, AD. These, these guys would come in and the. Like with Jordan, for instance, you're a you know, you're a Jordan guy. People always dog him for his three point shot. He didn't have a three point shot because he didn't he wasn't trained to have a three point shot. If he if he knew that like if he understood the value of it growing up, people would have done it. Steve Nash has been on record saying, I wish I would have shot like Steph Curry does. I wish I wouldn't have passed up all those open shots. Like
1: Bryant, another would, one with the yeah. three point how,
2: Right. How much better would Steve Nash be if he had Steph Curry's shot selection his whole and, career?
0: And also Rick Barry said that he, he said something very similar also in this in this interview they had him on. He said, you know, basically, you know, the training training is is more sports specific now than it ever was when he played. Yeah. And and so he, you know, he would have a different game. He would be doing different things. He would be able to do different things because he has a different training regimen. He has a different diet. They used to eat crap is what he like said. Science he said. is yeah. so much
1: different over so the last 20 just- years.
0: Yeah, so how do you adjust for that? You can't really compare across generations because you can't really adjust for all that crap, but uh, but we're going to keep kicking that around on this show. But uh, let's move on to our next segment here, guys, and not get too deep into the weeds. BSBP locks. Uh, this is going to be our segment, guys, where we actually give you uh, you know, some betting advice, just a few plays that we think are, are nice here. Uh, for the real betting advice, go over to Mr. Devin's show uh, today in sports betting, but – Uh, We are going to have a few for you here, and this is just a practice run. Obviously, we're in preseason. There's a lot of uncertainty with preseason. We don't really know how rotations are going to go out. And uh, it's such a practice run that I didn't realize that they won't have the preseason lines for tomorrow up yet by the time we record this. So uh, (laughs) I actually went and I actually grabbed a line from the regular season. I'm going to steal your thunder a little bit, Trey. And I'm going with uh, Bulls minus 2.5 in their regular season matchup with the Pistons. That's at minus 110 right now on my bookie. And I'm confident in that. I'm confident enough in that to lay 1.1 units on it to win one unit. Uh, I just think the Bulls are going to come out swinging. We saw it in preseason. If as long as they're healthy, uh, I know Patrick Williams probably won't be back for that opener, but I don't think it really matters all that much. They can slide whoever in there, Javante Green again, maybe, or um, I think they might slide, you know, Troy Brown Jr. or something like that in there. Um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, it's pretty easy to see them beating a pretty. Pretty bad Pistons team by three points. Uh, go ahead, Trey. I'll let you jump on that. What do you got, Trey?
2: <laughs> yeah, that was my pick too. When uh, <laughs> when you put the word out to uh, have a pick, it's just an easy one. Uh, when you looked at the rest of them, I I think it's the cle- it's the clearest one, uh, and that's probably us being a little biased. But the Bulls look engaged. They look like they're really ready to run and show off a little bit. You know. Yeah. All of these guys look to enjoy playing with each other and I think that that's a big thing and it's an away game so you don't have the home crowd but I am still all in on the Bulls and I think they I think they win by more than 3
0: yeah, and why snag, why snag that now, guys, is because as we get closer and closer to the season, that line might shift a bit. It probably will. Um, you know, it might get up to maybe 4.5 or 5.5 for the Bulls being favorites. So um, lock it in now 2.5. Don't you know, set, set it and forget it. And I think you got a pretty solid bet there. Devin, anything you uh, took a look at and saw while you were poking around?
1: You know, not too much because I am one of those guys that – so I like to um, – Let's see. I like to see how numbers kind of settle and just the way the market and the psychology of the better and the odds makers tend to clash. So I like to get a lot of data and I'll usually start looking a bit more acutely and pinpointed, uh, probably 48 hours out. I do love to, you know, like a sleuth or like a dog on a trail, like I love to just follow stuff. And, you know, I think that that is a very, Good spot to start, obviously with the acquisitions of the new additional pieces for the Bulls, and I I think that uh I really just enjoy having that more set in stone, less variableistic information just a couple days out until game time. Beat reporters, uh, reporters, uh you know are gonna be huge this year again. Last year it was a little tough, but I love 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 looking through beat reporters stuff so that's something i enjoy within my betting breakdowns
0: yeah we're gonna have to have you on again man just to kind of um maybe interview you about uh you know how you cap these games because we're gonna be attempting to do that um obviously on our show a little bit and um we want to be good at it and we're kind of noobs uh you know compared to you so (laughs) uh, we'll have to have you on again but uh yeah no nice calls guys you know if you like those liens are those bets, and you know you can find all Devin's work, which includes great bets across multiple sports, by signing up for Hoop Ball's Wager Pass, which is just $14.99 a month. You'll get all the access to all of Hoop Ball's Wager Pass experts and daily picks that are sure to save you some time and win you some cash. And you get access to all these experts via our VIP Discord channels, too, guys. So just go to HoopBall.com. That's Hoop-Ball.com. And get in there before the start of the season because uh, we're going to grow your bankroll this year. Uh, and I know Devin's going to be a big part of that. So uh, I'm excited. But uh, that's it, guys. That's our show. Thank you. Thank you so much for for the one and only, uh, you know, Devin Ellington for coming out and joining us. Um, hope you had fun, man. Uh, and I hope I get to come on today in sports betting sometime and kick it with you, man.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, uh, you know, took a week or two off from the show, you know, with the family move and all that good stuff. So we are uh, – I'm getting back into normal scheduling Uh, Recording schedule here soon I'm looking forward to it And hoops is among us Uh, College is starting Anytime you guys need someone to come be your degenerate Let me know, I'm all (laughs) about it uh, at Hootball Gaming for the rest of the team. Just shout out to the, uh, you know, at Blake Lawatch He's been just loading every piece of gaming article you see going up and doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff for me. Yeah, I, I joke and I say he's my left hand man because I'm left handed. I don't use a right hand man. So, um, he's got my back and it's a great team. Uh, promo code over at my bookie, like you said, uh, Hootball. Just let us grow so we can give y'all more. That's what it's about.
0: Absolutely, man. And hey, listeners, you, yes, you, the listener nodding your head out there because you just enjoyed the frick out of this show and everything you heard. Do me a favor, hit subscribe. Better yet, leave me a review, leave us a review. We're just starting out, and your five stars means five million stars to us right now, guys. So please, take two minutes, go do that for us. I'm Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at @bsbp_keith and Trey. Watch to the listeners where can find they can find you, man. On Twitter at finalfinally. And don't forget to follow the show's Twitter account at, at BSBP underscore NBA. Next week is NBA Eve. We're going to turn up to 11, man. We've got a great show lined up for you guys. We're going to have some guests on. We're going to have a video pod. I don't even know what you call it. Call it. We're going to be in. You're going to see our beautiful faces is what I'm trying to say. So uh, just I tune think in, the, guys. The plan is a live stream, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to live stream. Is that uh, is that what you yeah. call it, old man? Uh, <sighs> this is why you're here man this is why i pay the big bucks sorry but yeah hey come join us next weekend we're gonna live stream for you guys that's it guys have a great day and go kick ass